Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 158, Tips to Passing the Real Estate Exam in 2022. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about the idea of passing the real estate exam. So many of you want to take it, so many people want to join, but they're not sure exactly what to expect, how hard it's going to be, and what they should do to ensure that they pass it. So today's episode, I'm just going to kind of give you all the information I can and give you some tips and tricks to getting there. First off, I want to say there's a lot of people out there that think lightly of the job. 40 hours of school, I take a test, I got the license. It's true, yes, but truthfully, when you're done the 40 hours of school, typically you're not ready for the test. What do I mean? Well, it's just too fast. You really need to invest more time than that. Often this time is studying or doing other little workbook exercises, which I guess you'd call studying as well, but a little bit of gamification to the whole industry now. When I say that, I mean, there's a lot of these different fun little ways to study where they give you different questions and it kind of shows you where you're at in the whole process and gives you a whole dashboard, tells you when you're ready to take the exam. One of my favorite ones of those is night before the exam. I don't get paid by them to say it. I just really like nightbeforetheexam.com. Give a lot of great information. They also have a few things like if you have a hardship, they're willing to give you a discount. They also have a thing where if you don't pass, you actually get your money back based on them telling you you would pass. So I find that very interesting. I like companies that stand behind their product and everything. Overall, though, biggest thing to take away from this is that you're going to need to put in the proper study in time. So when studying, it's easy to focus on what we don't know and get overwhelmed, right? Start with what you do know and build from there. I know that sounds weird, but I want you to start when you're studying as easy as you can. Think about 1%. If you had a class and you needed to just learn 1% a day to get 100, that's only 100 days out, right? So if we think of the 1% method, we always do much better. When we think of the 100% method, which is the way we're rated at schools and things, we focus too much on the whole entire picture instead of narrowing it down. Now, if I was to throw one tennis ball at you and you had any athletic ability, chances are you catch it. I throw two, maybe you'll catch it and knock one down. I throw three, you catch it, you knock one down, one hits you. I throw six at you and there's no way you're going to handle it. What's the point of that analogy? What I mean is they're throwing too many concepts at your brain and it's looking at everything from vocabulary to math to whatever. Take it on piece by piece and understand that as you're working on a piece by piece, you're going to build up those little synapses in your brain that talk to each other and tell each other information. Because remember, all of life is really socially constructed. What that means is that you really don't know anything until you're educated on something. And when we learn something new, it opens brand new pathways that connect other things to one another. So when we learn about a concept such as a vocabulary word, now we know it exists, we can then use it in future context and be able to answer a question using that vocabulary. That's really crucial in a subject like real estate. Just going to say a couple like method of annexation. It means how is it attached to the home? Well, when do you use method of annexation? You can say like, did you nail it or did you screw it to the wall? We're saying the same thing, but we're using technical terms. In the real estate exam, we're going to use them. We've got accretion and avulsion, the removal or the replacement of land by a river or erosion. We have lots of these things, riparian rights. 
to rights on the river. I know them inside, outside, upside down because I've been training agents my whole time as a broker here at Movementum. I work with a lot of new agents and help them get going. But that said, when I understood them well the first time was really in the idea of taking the test. And because I dedicated myself to just learn a couple words a day and then to use them. When I drove over a river, I said to myself, oh, I wonder who has riparian rights. I didn't really wonder, but I tried to put them in the context of the modern world. Like I would say to myself, the method of annexation for my TV is it's screwed to a bracket on the wall, which means that technically speaking, because of the set screw on the back of it and it's screwed to the wall, it is a fixture of the home and it goes with the sale unless I put it in the exclusions. Now, as I worked my way along, I got to think about all those things, which taught me it even further. I first learned this when I did plants. I actually had a tree and landscape company. I did a lot of plant science stuff and I really didn't know much about it at the beginning, but I said to myself, if I take one plant tag every day and I put it in my pocket and I read it and I learn what's its max height, what kind of temperatures is it like? Does it like sun? Does it like shade? What's its name? What's its Latin name? So then I could say Acer rubrum, which was red maple, right? Or I could say Pinostrobus, which is a white pine. I got to learning all those things and I didn't learn it because I'm a brainiac because I'm not. I'm actually not that learned. I didn't go to a real college. I went to a very localized um, thing for an associate's degree. Really didn't put in a ton of effort to college, but I am the type of person that they call an autodidact, which means I like to learn, but I like to learn at my own pace. But learning in real estate actually is fun, especially if you're getting into this job. Like if you can't look at a lot of this stuff as fun, it's probably the wrong career because I would say real estate is really a career of passion. So if you're passionate about real estate and everything, it's actually easy for you to learn the stuff because it's exciting. It's exciting to have the new job. It's exciting to go and be able to buy and sell homes with people. And it's just kind of filling in that void of knowledge that you had. You knew about houses. You knew about the idea of buying and selling houses, but you didn't know how it all went down. If you take the course seriously, you can learn a lot. You got to be careful though, because it's easy now. With the online courses, it's simple to put it in play and to be feeding the kids or walking around the house or not paying attention while doing it or listening to it on headphones or the gym. If you do that, you're not going to pass the exam. So let's get back to the core focus here about the passing the exam. Make sure when you take the class to focus. Now you need to know your own personality. Maybe you can take it online. That's great. Maybe you can't. Maybe you should go to an in-person course. People who say to me like, oh, well, what's the cheapest course? Well, guys, you're trying to get into an industry that makes enormous wealth. Six figures, seven figures, eight figures, not unheard of, right? Why are you trying to save $100, $200 on who you learn the industry from? You should be looking at who's the best trainers. Who's going to teach me the most about the industry? Now, mind you, the real estate exam is not the same as going out and working in real estate. After the exam, after you pass the exam, you want to get in with a company like here at Movementum, where we do a lot of training and educating. Because the exam, when you pass it, you're really now just saying that I know that the state can take my license away for not paying taxes. I know these key words. I understand what a broker does versus an agent. I understand the mandatory disclosures, all that type of stuff. But you're not writing contracts, writing purchases sale agreements, talking off a theory, all that fun stuff. For now, focus on that. And that's another thing. Don't focus on everything. Pass the test and then learn real estate. Can't tell you how many people tell me, oh, Sean, I'm about to take the test. What can I do now to help my career in the future? If you're thinking, what can I do now to help my career in the future? Number one, pass the test. But number two, do the non-brain learning type items. You know you're going to have to have a great contacts list. Go in there and create one. Create a CSV file so you can upload it. Get to knowing everybody better. Stop talking with people you haven't talked with in a while. Get your relationships back to healthy. But my tip for passing the test 
best is don't focus on other new things at the same time, especially the way the industry works. It's very similar to driver's ed where they don't want you to have ever driven with anyone because you might drive with one hand on the wheel. You don't want to drive with one hand on the wheel during the test because the test is to see that you're up to the state's performance levels. So you really want to make sure of that. Now, repetition in many forms locks in knowledge, right? So say it out loud, read it, write it, watch it. The great part about nowadays is this is so many great ones like Prep Agent on YouTube, free. You could also buy their program. A lot of great information there. All these different schools have free online stuff. Freedom Trail Realty School, another great one. Have a lot of great information online. There's just so many resources, but get into writing it down, reading it, saying it out loud. Maybe even educate someone you know about it. Just say, hey mom, do you mind if I every once in a while tell you a keyword of vocabulary and give them the book so that they can check your answers. Get into cementing that knowledge in your brain and that's going to help you pass. Now, don't be the person who obsessed too much. Too much is too much. On you do your studying, whether it be 20 minutes to two hours, twice a day, once a day, but make sure it's consistent and constant. And then in the future, the usage of the vocabulary and everything is like I said, just a running game in your head to get it into there. But then spending eight, 10 hours in the book every day is trying to take on too many concepts. Back to that six tennis ball scenario, learn one concept and get it solid. Get it so solid that you feel like you could teach the class and continue to work forward. Easiest subject by easiest subject, keep working forward. Realize to pass the test, you only need a 70. So that means the most difficult questions until the end don't need to be learned, right? Because the more yeses we get, the more correct answers we get, the higher the odds that we're going to pass out. So why not check off the easy boxes before we take on the hard ones? Guys, I hope this helps. If you need more help, reach out to us here at Movementum Realty. We're always hiring new and existing agents, and we'd love to get you any information we can to help you pass that test and to help you have a better understanding of how to be a great real estate agent and earn six figures or more in real estate. If you haven't already done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Also, anyone you know in real estate, tell them about the podcast. Love to have them listen and learn more about how to earn more money in real estate. Thanks again for listening this week. Hope you all have a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.